Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Fear Day. Barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand all of your sweet little worlds. All right. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good. Right. Having a good day? Doing well. Yes. Yep. Well, what would you say if I wanted to, um, well, let's, to start this episode off, let's talk about belief. Okay. How do you feel about that? Just talking about belief? Just beliefs? Just beliefs. Par- paranormal things, supernatural things, because I'm going to yeah. begin this episode with a few questions. Okay. I believe in some stuff. Questions. Let's just, we'll call them musing. We're going to muse about just to get this one going. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right, so just throwing this at you. Do you do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes. Like the concept, you think there's a giant man potentially walking yeah. around the woods? Uh-huh. Not ready to rule it out 100%. Right, because there's a lot of lot of the um a lot of this earth we have not explored. Right. You think with all the people on it, you somebody would have seen something, but then again, people but, claim yeah. they have. So Yeah. And they I mean, just they not they just never have the cameras on them. Right. And then, okay, so speaking of believing in stuff, mm-hmm. do you believe in Thunderbirds? Yeah. I can you, s- same, same thing. I can see that happening. Giant bird-like creatures. Oh, yeah. Soaring overhead. Yeah, why not? The, across the Great Plains. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It could happen. Do you believe in the dog man? Again, I don't see why not. <laughs> right yeah. all these things are I'm, i don't right i don't yes. think you're gonna get this, me to say no to any of these like, you don't have to like i'm skeptical no yeah i mean I'm, let's throw some more things at you vampires how do you feel about that yeah maybe well i talked about a vampiric car once you did and i mean <laughs> i'm definitely believing in vampiric cars yeah sucking our souls to survive yeah sucking souls in zero to 60 yeah well as far as beliefs go, in my opinion, because I'm I'm in the same boat with you. All those things could entirely be possible. It's possible. It Anything's possible. possible, right? It's it's fun to imagine, and maybe this will seem, but and maybe this will seem even more fantastical to say. But as far as any of the bizarre things we talk about, I do think probably the most believable thing, and this is going to sound insane. Well, it, you won't think it sounds insane. Maybe someone else might. Mm-hmm. I think the most believable thing that could possibly be out there is, in fact, aliens. Yeah, it I could think be. that's the easiest. As far as maybe, sure, why not? It's a giant solar system. It's a giant galaxy. We don't know. We haven't even. We've barely left this one. We have no idea what's out there. Right. And to think life would only exist on this one planet is very silly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as you can imagine, lots of other people have also believed in aliens. Okay. We're going to start with, you know, lots, well, I mean, lots of people of all walks of life have believed in aliens. Yeah. So to start this off, I'd like to bring your attention to a paranormal writer by the name of Timothy Green Beckley. 
Now, good old Timmy has written a plethora of books on the supernatural, and I'll give you a couple examples later. But right now, I'd like to direct your attention to a snippet from a 2001 interview he did, and you're going to like this website, conspiracyarchive.com. This is a quote from Tim. I have always been interested in the paranormal. There's a hyphen. The offbeat. The house that I grew up in was haunted by the spirit of a young baby. I know because my mother and I heard the sound of a baby crying and followed little shoe prints in the snow to the back gate before they disappeared into thin air. Well, that's creepy. This is, this is the thing a human said. Mm-hmm. They were also poltergeist phenomenon, like lights going on and off and doors opening and closing. Once a plate fell to the floor without breaking after sliding across the kitchen table. At age 10, I had my first of three UFO sightings. Oh. Would you like to hear about one of his sightings? Yeah. Okay. Two brightly lit discs circling overhead. One positioned itself across the street over an abandoned factory building before disappearing. It vanished as if someone had pulled a light switch. This is an author. Yeah. And he has used this motivation to go on to write several books. Pretty creative imagination. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's co-authored and authored many books. And um, just to give you a taste of kind of his uh, his catalog, mm-hmm. would you like me to read you some of these titles to these books? I feel like they're going to be really good. Okay, I got a few for you. So this is the first one. Okay. Our Hollow Earth, an Inner World Paradise, or a Gateway to Hell. Hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another one. Knife-wielding demons and murderous ghosts uncovering the truth about terrifying homicidal poltergeists. That's the name of the book? That's the name of the book. Oh. <laughs> I wonder what it's about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's both very descriptive and, well, he, he's got some more for you. Okay. Keep um, it going. Well, this one, you know, this one is just little more mundane and i'm not being sarcastic it is but it's about something we've talked about before in the podcast the okay. bell witch project poltergeist ghosts exorcisms and the supernatural in american history hmm. kind of want to read that book i could read that all right and here, then there's this one ufo hostilities and the evil alien agenda lethal encounters with ultra terrestrials exposed <laughs> wow it's <laughs> a lot of buzzwords yeah. and some uh really wild ideas in there yeah what is that there's another one. Alien strongholds on Earth. Secret UFO bases exist all around us. Maybe we got to read that one to brush up on Charging Area 51. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, those are some titles, and he's written, oh, so many more. But what I'd like to focus upon for this episode is his book, UFOs Among the Stars. That seems the most reasonable title. It is. Here's a quote from that book. Mm-hmm. I have happened to look up just before dawn, as I often do while running, and there hovering above us was this brilliant light hanging as if by an invisible thread. More quotes. At first I thought it, it was a beacon projected from a helicopter, but moments later a similar object passed in front of us. I brought it to the attention of my trainer who was standing nearby. We watched them come from behind the skyline and move slowly across the sky for at least 15 minutes. The best I can describe the sighting is to say they were just round and big.
big. Huh. End quote. Okay. How do you feel about that little sighting? What do you think about that? Sounds kind of, you know, typical. Mm -hmm. UFO sighting stuff. Right. He saw, he clearly saw something and described exactly what he saw. Yeah. Kind of sticking to his story. Yeah. Well, these quotes aren't from Tim Beckley, however, in his book, of course, but not his quotes. They were from a series of interviews made with one subject of that book I mentioned. Again, UFOs Among the Stars. Yeah. So think of as many famous people as you can. Let your mind wander. Let it toss about. Who do you think these quotes are from? And whenever you're ready, just give me your best guess or guesses. Just throw them at me. Who could this be? I've given you no basis or hints. Well, Jim, there's, there's Jimmy a, Carter. There's a few hints. I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy Carter and his trainer. That's like the one hint that was in there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I know it's asking a lot, but it's, there's a reason for that. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker was with his trainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his trainer who was an alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yo, did you see that in the sky? <laughs> yeah. yeah. See the ship I do. That's not a good Yoda impression. I'm going to edit that out. Now I'll leave it in. It's funny. All right. Well, would you like to know? Would you like to know who this was? And then as soon as I say this name, you'll know why I'm doing this. Okay. Okay. Do you want to know who this person was? Yeah. Muhammad Ali. Oh. Hey. We kinda, well, that makes sense with the trainer, I guess. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yep. It was It was the... Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about the champ. Okay. And I... I, I improv here. Well, not improv because it's written down, so that's the opposite of improv. When, sure I, when, I was <laughs> when I was writing it, you know. Flow like a saucer and sting like a six-legged scorpionox from the Spidarian system. Okay. <laughs> just having fun there. <laughs> Those titles inspired me from earlier. Uh -huh. Just throw a bunch of shit on the page. Yeah. Over the course of his life, Muhammad Ali would claim to have seen UFOs on at least 16 different occasions. Really? And yes, this is exactly the connection we stumbled into in our previous episode, you know. The one you delighted me to, dealing with injured cold mm -hmm. and the planet he came from, and quite possibly one of my new most favorite things, the planet Langulos. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I've almost bought that book like eight times. Just do it. I mean, just I should, right? Yeah. And then I'll just do a book report. Yep. Well, you see, the reason they don't wear clothes, they put glitter <laughs> on their eyes and- <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And to brush their teeth, they shove, they shove utensils up their asshole. Like, hmm, this is an <laughs> interesting planet. Yeah. It's a bizarre thing to do. Strange culture. Yeah. Very, <laughs> the most subdued. That's in the back of the book. Quote, strange culture. Quote. <laughs> yeah. Well, that book was written by Woody's daughter. Mm -hmm. um, Darren Berger, right? Yep. Woody Darren Berger, correct. Yeah. So that's why his name came up when we looked up that book, because evidently in the book she had written, she talks about other people seeing gotcha. stars. Well, what's exciting is that, because of course I'm going to get into some more of Ali's sightings mm -hmm. a lot of the things sound very similar to injured spaceship and his happenings with oh, yeah. woody yes there, okay. it's 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 not it's not dissimilar mm -hmm. it's but yeah one of the most famous public figures again muhammad ali of the 20th century not only saw ufos but was not shy to talk about it you know some people don't want to talk about this shit yeah uh, not the champ no he's all about it he doesn't give a fuck good so, sure. I mean, right, good luck telling Muhammad Ali he's just imagining things. Yeah. He'll walk up to him, it's your law, it's fake. That's not going to work out well for anybody. Nope. Because Muhammad Ali, well, obviously, he had confidence on a whole nother level. So that previous sighting that I had read to you from mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali, right. that was made um, near the Newark airport. And Ali even mentioned that a pilot had made a similar report um, at the airport. So some pilots saw the same kind of thing he was seeing. Okay. All right, and... uh 
And because reporters were following the then uh, Cassius, uh, Cassius Clay, he had not yet changed his name, no. they found out about the story and published articles about it. So you can imagine one of the biggest up-and-coming yeah, heroes. Yeah, up and Yeah, and they're like, what? He's okay. crazy. We're going to talk about this. Wow. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but in um, Tim's book, Mr. Beckley's book, he stressed that Ali was very concerned about um, the tone these authors took with these articles. They were apparently too jokey for him. He didn't appreciate that because yeah. he was fucking dead serious about seeing UFOs. Right. Ali told Beckley that he wasn't crazy, that he was absolutely serious. All right, another encounter. And this is one of the ones that I think sounds the most like good old Woody Derenberger. Okay. Um, he just, he's describing a, sh- a spaceship that he saw or craft or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Quote, the closest sighting happened when a cigar-shaped shift hovered briefly over a car. I was a passenger in one night driving north on the New Jersey Turnpike. What a sight that was. We could see the shadow made by the UFO as it passed over the pavement of the road in the light of the full moon. Now he says cigar-shaped. Now, didn't Woody talk about it was kind of like a cone, like any like a lantern top? Yeah. And when I Google like lantern tops to do my illustration of injured, like mm-hmm. they they bowled out of the bottom and then they go straight up, like those old oil yeah. lamps. And I mean, cigar shaped is that's pretty close to the same fucking thing. Not too different. I mean, especially like I mean, it could look like anything. So yeah. When you're saying cigar shaped, you know, it's tall, long. Right. I can see how that. I mean, to me, that sounds like a very similar uh, craft. I guess it depends on which way it's moving, but yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. What if it's like like a pencil, like it's flying like straight yeah. ahead? Yeah. Or if it's hovering up and down, like, I mean, no one can see the gestures I'm making right now. Nope. But like, you know, vertical as opposed to horizontal. Those are right. directions people know. Yeah. That works. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Another account, Nolly's own words from, again, UFOs Among the Stars. Quote, at first I thought this flicker was a North Star rising in the heavens. However, within moments, I could tell I was watching something out of the ordinary. Before I could blink my eyes, this light had come down toward the mountains until it hovered right above the valley here. I knew I couldn't be dreaming. Sure enough, it was still there. This had to be one of those big ships they talk about. The UFO was streamlined and shaped sort of like a cigar, but blunt on both ends. I couldn't see any windows. Yeah, so it's like cut off. Mm-hmm. Not, not like a, you know, it's like a rocket. Yeah. I couldn't see any windows or anything, but I'm certain there must have been people on board. I mean, he's just having he's using his imagination now. Yeah. But I mean, I mean it's a ship. You're assuming you'd think something would be piloting it. You would hope, right? Otherwise, you get AI ships, and I don't know if that makes anything better. I don't think it does. I don't think so either. Um, well, that following night, Ali observed the same aircraft once again, claiming that on this occasion... One of his more skeptical associates, business manager Gene Kilroy, who had previously uh, who had previously said of Ali's UFOs that he had quote chalked it up to a vivid imagination. Huh. Now, as we were talking about the ship Woody Derringer described, sounds eerily similar to the one Ali had sighted. Uh-huh. Now, Ali's business manager wouldn't insult the champ, but he wasn't exactly a believer. Not until he noticed something while accompanying the champ one night when he was training. So this would be the trainer we're talking about mm-hmm. from just a few paragraphs above. Yep. There was something mighty peculiar happening over the camp that night. I looked up and saw this thing, this UFO, doing acrobatics up among the stars. The sighting changed my previous opinion concerning UFOs. Yeah. So speaking of belief, he became a believer. I mean, it helps to see something with your own eyes. 
definitely doesn't it change you a little bit right well imagine anything we talked about in the beginning of this episode if you were to see one there's not no like sure there'd be like, okay there it is yeah that's why when you asked me i don't know what you asked me first and i was like well yeah i think i think i started bigfoot big, bigfoot i think yeah, yeah. with the big feet so like, yeah it's like yeah i want to believe but if i saw one i'd be like, yeah yep nope I'm in. Yeah, or if you were somebody who's like, they don't fucking exist. Fuck this. This is stupid. We just made up monsters. Get a life. Right. That's that's the guy I want to see one. Because right. that person's life will never be the same. Yeah, because like somebody like me, where I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to see one. Right. And then if I start telling people I saw one, they're gonna be like, oh, you wanted to see it. Yeah, you're a phony. You made it up. You just imagined it. Yeah. Like, well, I can't even. Man, I'm trying to put give put myself in the shoes of somebody who doesn't even care or want to or doesn't think they exist and doesn't want to see them because that's the opposite of me and I'm assuming you. Who's that person? Boring, lame, I just like reality. Mm -hmm. Or I'm just closed-minded. But there was one Facebook um, page that I was, because, you know, I follow a lot of cryptid Mm -hmm. Facebook things because, you know, that's a fun thing. I've It's my new hobby, so that's what I've chosen to do with my time. Mm -hmm. Somebody posted a video. It looked like garbage. And then somebody said, that looks like garbage. And then somebody yelled at them saying, you're just not a believer. Oh. And the guy was like, no, this just looks like garbage. Yeah. Like, I'm not, well, it's not about, the guy was like, it's not about a belief. This is, this is shitty footage. This isn't, this is trash. This is nothing. So I, I thought that was just a nice little, little microcosm of like two different types of human beings and entire worldviews. Yeah. Somebody who wants to believe, he's clearly following the page, mm-hmm. sees a shitty like VHS, God knows what kind of recording it was. Like, this is nothing. And then somebody being all pissy because, like, you just don't. Yeah. Use your imagination. Well, this isn't. This, this is. is about, that's not the point. That's not why I'm yeah, here. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is exactly not what we're doing. All right. Well, Ali and Beckley, of course, eventually their paths intertwined, of course, which leads to him being written about in this book. Mm-hmm. Um. So one time, after being introduced, Ali invited Beckley to a hotel with a bunch of reporters who hung on to his every word. He was like having a sit-in, just like musing about talking, talking about aliens, whatever. Right, and he, whatever he's been seeing. Right. Well, what that's exactly what he did. He was what I he uh, after and and snaring them with his charisma. So he's been telling stories, being a cool guy. He yeah. ropes them in. He's Muhammad Ali. Uh huh. He is Muhammad Ali. Then all of a sudden, he lunged into the topic of UFOs. And now I'm going to pull out um, another passage from the same book. Just bear with me for just a second. Because mm-hmm. I want to give you kind of just, a, I mean, we know Muhammad Ali. Yeah. But specifically talking about UFOs, I just want to give everybody a taste of his personality. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's incredible. Also, also, anybody listening could probably Google this. Um, but if you can see on my phone, that's his signature, and he drew a UFO above it. That's awesome. He gave it to Beckley. So, he, I mean, he's all in. Yeah, he's all in. <laughs> he's all in. He's like, this is what I like. Yeah, so the book goes on to say, like, Ali was lying flat in his stomach and just, like, spitballing words. Just like he wouldn't stop talking. Yeah. He was ranting. It's like in the attention. Uh huh. Just like, and people are just like eating you know, it up. And back then, of course, yeah, they've got their, they're taking their pictures. They've got their notepads, trying to write down everything he says. Mm-hmm. Then imagine being a reporter, being like, "Where is this going?" I imagine he's just got his hands, yes, like his chin in his hands and his feet he's, kicked up. He's like, like swaying back and forth. Yeah, it's like a laying on his stomach, <laughs> just talking about UFOs. Yeah. Well, when as he laid in his stomach, he said this quote, and this is just again a taste of his personality. Hey, I wanted you to check out these paintings. The champ's an artist, you know. I did not know that. 
He motioned, and this is still uh, a section of the book. He motioned to four or five medium-sized canvases. And quote, I'm quite good, I've been told. Quote, I mean, who's going to tell you you're garbage, for starters? Yeah, especially when you're going to hit, like... <laughs> right. Do you like my paintings? No, nah, man, that's that's pretty much shit. Pop. Like, yeah, boom. <laughs> he went on, rapping to no one in particular. So, I mean, he is, they're just no one to him. He's just, like, he's so far above him. He's just speaking to, like, the ether. His the ideas are just being tossed out plebes. there. Plebes. Yeah, the plebes. Exactly, exactly, 100%. Yeah, so he went rapping to no one in particular, but everyone in general. It was easy to see how the public always got the impression that Ali's a braggart. And then Tim, writing in the book, says, He is, but it's all part of the hype that made him the most talked about and highly paid boxer in the annals of prize fighting. Mm-hmm. Now, he looked directly at me, of course, me being Tim here. I thought you would find this really fascinating, he remarked. In my painting, I brush in the number of the round I'm going to win my next bout by. See, this one with the number three in it, I did that a few weeks prior to pounding Jerry Quarry. Quarry? There's a guy who was named Jerry Quarry, and I don't know that much about <laughs> boxing, but that's his name. All right. Jerry Quarry? That's how I'm going to say it. Jerry Quarry. Jerry Quarry. All right. Last name spelled Q-U-A-R-R-Y. Yeah, we're going to call him Quarry. Yeah, Jerry Quarry. Yeah. Into the mat. It happened exactly as I predicted. Now, he goes on to say that, you know, Ali often predicted his fights, you yeah. know, how he'd win them, and he would most often do that. Mm-hmm. And then, so his paintings, you know, they all contained the right number. Right. But, you know, how would you know if he painted it after the fact? He's just, I mean, he's just talking now. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, thinking that, one reporter says, out loud, which probably was a mistake. Did you get popped? <laughs> well, he, said, he goes, like, sarcastically, like, because uh, in here it says under his breath. So he, but Ali heard him. And the reporter mm-hmm. went, Remarkable? Like, imagine that sarcasm coming out. Like, oh. Uh, Remarkable. Remarkable? Yeah, and that's the exact thing he was thinking about, and Tim thought about it, too. Yeah, okay. So Ali went on to, again, he's luring them in. He wants to see, you know, how much, basically how much they're going to take. It says here testing their credibility. So just like, how far can I take these guys? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, so he jumped from his predictions. He was then he started spouting off random poetry. Okay, as you do, and you just he, you know, you just go. And then he swings into UFOs. You got a captive audience. Do he whatever does. you want. Like, Here we go. Quote: You know those objects we discussed in the park? I've mentioned this to no one before, but they've been watching me for some time now. When? Where? Why? All the reporters. I mean, he hooked them. They're all in. Right. Quote, many times in the early morning hours, if you look up in the sky, you can see them playing tag between the stars, really high up. I've had a good number of sightings myself. And again, he likes to talk about this. He talk, Then he goes on to talk about the uh, cigar-shaped one at the New Jersey Turnpike. Right. Didn't we, didn't I have something with the Grinning Man around the New Jersey Turnpike, too? You may have. I'm trying to remember. I think there was a couple of boys that saw him there, if I remember right. Yeah, were those the guys he was... uh, Is that where Captain Kangaroo was? Or no? Oh, I forgot where he fit in. Yeah, no, no, that was was, was where he was. Because he was like on the ground and they saw him and Captain Kangaroo just happened to be there too and he's like, what is going on? Fucking Captain Kangaroo. I mean, 
See, that's the kind of things that get stuck in my brain now. Yeah, when Injured Call was by um, Captain, yeah, Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, when they were doing their crossover hit. <laughs> yeah, what a children's program. Yeah. I can imagine how that would turn out. This, I I just want I just want Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood with Injured Cold. He, switch, yep. he switches his glitter pants and his shiny jacket. <laughs> Walks in. He feeds the fish. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to know what his puppets would look like. Though. His mouth never moves because he's just telepathically communicating you through the television. Oh my god, that's exactly what would happen. It'd be horrifying. Oh It'd my be a god, nightmare. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't want to watch that actually. I mean, maybe yeah. Maybe once. Yeah. Pa- yeah. Maybe pass. All right. So yeah, Ali said he saw the UFO, the shadow over his head. And then his tone became a little more um, personal. In the book it says, a little, little more confidential. I don't like to talk about this much, but we all seem to be open-minded here. One day, walking through the Florida Everglades, I saw this ship land, and as I watched, a door slid open and a ramp projected itself onto the ground. Hmm. Out stepped a human-looking figure, more than seven feet tall, who proceeded to walk down the ramp and stand in front of me. Well, he's a big dude. Uh-huh. So you'd probably know if somebody was seven feet tall, right? Absolutely. Mohammed, he said. So the alien's now talking to him. Mm-hmm. And the alien said, quote, You will beat Sonny List. On and then the room busted out with laughter because Muhammad Ali just said an alien came down and told him <laughs> when he's going to beat his who, bo- who, who he was going to when that he was going to beat Sonny List. So yeah, it was a put on. So not only is he seriously talking about UFOs, once he got him hook, line, and sinker, he just throws this big fucking joke in their face and nobody knows, knows what to do with it. So that's just a little cocky. Yeah, because he clearly he does believe in UFOs, but he has a captive audience, and then he decides to tell he's a fucking bust joke. jokes. Out. He's like, ha, 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 yeah. I'm funny. Yeah, I mean, and everyone's gonna laugh because he's Muhammad Ali. He's charismatic. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, that was just a little taste. Muhammad Ali being a quirky dude, and then what follows in the book, which we don't need to get into. But if anyone was to, which I didn't on Kindle, it was not very expensive, so I did purchase that book. Because UFOs with the stars, um, you can imagine there's many other stars that I can get to in the future. Yeah. That apparently believe in aliens and claim to have seen them. Mm-hmm. But the book goes on to talk about in that chapter that um, he invites Beckley to his house. He shows him around. He gets to spend like a day with Muhammad Ali and just like hanging. They're just hanging out. Like he likes this guy. Yeah. He likes talking to this guy about UFOs because he's a researcher. And they both get along. And they get along. They can talk about aliens, mm-hmm. UFOs. I keep mm-hmm. saying aliens because I'm just going to assume they're, they're aliens. aliens. They're aliens. You should stick with aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the times when Beckley went, he brought all the like basically Ali's like, "Hey, what do you got?" And Beckley's like, "I got a lot of stuff." And brought like all he's like two kids at a play date, so he brought all of his UFO oh. stuff over. Oh. All right. And like yeah. busted out all like the, his photos and like research or interviews or whatever. And they you know they shared some stuff. Yeah, he had a little intellectual bout with the champ. Huh. Also, in the Injured Cold episode, you had mentioned something as well that is a strong part of um, Muhammad Ali's beliefs because he, of course, was a member of the Nation of Islam, uh-huh. and they are a huge 
proponent and believer up and they are a huge proponent and believer in the um in the Ezekiel wheel okay it's a huge deal do you uh, remember the Ezekiel wheel no i don't basically you i think you had mentioned i swear you did maybe in pet but basically it's uh, allegedly ufo's aliens came to Ezekiel in the bible and talked to him does that uh, sound familiar yeah that sounds familiar okay so they were watching movies and stuff, and then they got talking. And then um, Ali went into how he would love to show pictures at his college lectures because that's the thing he did. Imagine going to college and, like, would you go to the class where Muhammad Ali was there just talking about aliens? Uh, if you had time? Yeah. Or you'd make why time? Why wouldn't you? I'd make time, right. Yeah. I would not refuse that at all. Especially at this point, he's probably one of the biggest sports celebrities in the world. It's like, come on in, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, you want to hear me talk, give a lecture on aliens? Okay. Why wouldn't you go to that? All right, so to, again, like I said, about his beliefs, and mm-hmm. we are talking about beliefs tonight. Yep. Uh, to back up his point, this is from the book, he produced a copy of a book, Message to the Black Man in America, which was by Elijah um, Muhammad. He's, you know, his, um, his teacher, one okay. of the founders of the uh, Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. That he was a part of. So we turned through the book, and there was a page titled "Battle in the Sky Is Near." So Ali went to read a couple of passages, and this is what he said about the Ezekiel wheel: "The vision of Ezekiel's wheel in the sky is true if carefully understood. There is a similar wheel in the sky today, which very well answers the description of Ezekiel's vision." The similar Ezekiel's wheel is a masterpiece of mechanics. Maybe I should not say the wheel is similar to Ezekiel's vision, but that Ezekiel's vision has become a reality. The present wheel-shaped plane, known as the mother of planes, is one half mile by a half mile and is the largest mechanical man-made object in the sky. It is a small human planet made for the purpose of destroying the present world of the enemies of Allah, the cost to build the cost to build such a plane is staggering. The finest brains were used to build it. It is capable of staying in outer space 6 to 12 months at a time without coming into the Earth's gravity. It carries 1,500 bombing planes with the most deadliest explosives, the type used in... Where? I mean, process that. Just, what? Just, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep listening because oh. this is... Yeah. This is what we're doing. It's capable of staying in outer space <laughs> 6 to 12 months at a time without coming to this gravity. Carries 1,500 bombing planes with the most deadliest explosives, the type used in bringing up mountains on the Earth. The very same method is to be used in the destruction of the world. What? What? Yep, that's how you're supposed to feel because that's how I felt, and that's how everyone listening should feel. He's just whipping this shit out. <laughs> what? Huh. So, there's basically... Weapons bigger than nuclear weapons because they're making the mountains. Yes, and they're going to level them. Yes, we got 150 of these planes ready to go. Yes, this is a giant ship, and all I can think about is the spaceship from Independence Day. No, that's it. Oh, that sounds about right. That's it. It's like a big giant circle. It's full of those little other planes. Yeah, because he says the small circular made planes called flying saucers, which are so much talked of being seen, could be from. This mother plane. Oh, did Will Smith play Muhammad Ali in a movie? Oh boy, did he? I think, I think he did. All right. Anybody who wants to have fun with editing two movies together, you're gonna make this happen. 
You're gonna make <laughs> this fucking happen. <laughs> it's the same. Yes, combine these bouts with Independence Day. Make this happen. Yeah, I I don't have the skill to do that, but that would be incredible. God, I think it'd be. I don't have. The, I mean, I would love to take a crack at it, but I don't have that time. If anyone has time, please, I want to watch this movie. Yeah, when uh, you know, when Will Smith just punches the alien in the face instead, just it's Muhammad Ali doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth, and then because the because if you could do some sweet editing, the camera would. Pan. Why do we always end up talking about Will Smith? Because <laughs> I, I, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. What? Oh my God! It's because Men in Black, Men in Black, and Independence Day. He was all about the fucking. He was typecast for a little bit about fighting aliens. Yeah, that was absolutely true. Yeah, but what was the other? Oh, and then we talked about Aladdin. Uh, oh yeah. And now we're talking about us talking about Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a jinn. Yeah, a jinn. Cool. God, I just imagine him punching that alien and then using the editing, like you, like the camera, like would focus on the alien. So, like you see him utter, you know, "Welcome to Earth." Mm-hmm. But then you can do a voice overlay from like a Muhammad Ali line, and he can say like, "Sting like a butterfly, float like a bee." <laughs> uh huh. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Mm. I flipped those around. <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey, that's right. We'll leave I still. There. That's fine. I wasn't paying nope. attention. And I but. I said it with such confidence, even I didn't know. I was yeah. like, I should probably correct that in the, the here and now. Nah. <laughs> nah. Maybe. Mm. Well, we're talking about stuff. Hey, you know what we like to do in this podcast sometimes? How do you feel about some novice-level Bible reading? Oh, you know just a I li- like novice-level Bible reading. <laughs> just a little taste. And I don't know if this is going to happen, but you know what I really want to do for our Christmas episode? Or Just read Revelation. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> 100%. We get so added just- to sound like old-time radio, so it just sounds like... <laughs> Like it crackles. The world's ending. Um. Yes. Oh my God. That's that'll. Yep. Or it could be like a talk show, and like one of us could interview the other one. Like, oh, I'm here to talk about the end of the world. Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote this book. Mm-hmm. You did. Who wrote Revelations? Shit. Was it John? I think God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not right? No. You. No. You're done. It's fine. You're right. You're right. I'll go with that. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, through somebody, probably. Right. Well, he told some. Somebody had the vision. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna read some stuff from Ezekiel. This is the first. This is a first-hand account from Ezekiel. All right. Looking at the uh, the mother plane, mm-hmm. his wheel. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. It's like angel shit right there. Yeah. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. Huh. They get kind of confusing to try to process the, uh, what this looks like, but yeah, uh, I follow. It's, I mean, I, yeah, just let it, you know, let it kind of absorb into your your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezekiel is going to, he wants to keep talking about this. Yeah. So we're going to keep, keep going, going Ezekiel. As I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the ground beside each creature with its four faces. This was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz and all four looked alike. 
Each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the creatures faced. The wheels did not change direction as the creatures went. The rims were high and awesome, and all four rims were full of eyes all around. Spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked like something like a vault, sparkling like a crystal. And awesome. It sure sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a man's mind is being blown right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Four times. So many times. So, how do you feel about that? I feel good. I'm going to look something up real quick. I have one last thing to show you. Sorry, I'm looking at pictures of Will Smith as Muhammad Ali right now. God damn it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was right on that. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Were you? Oh, yeah. Correct. Okay, yeah. good. So that, that edit can absolutely happen. Yeah, somebody needs to make that happen. Because that needs to be a movie now. We should become producers and make that movie. Please. Mm-hmm. Man, if I don't, this, I don't need to spend my time editing together. I mean, I kind of, somebody has to. And if nobody's going to treat me to this biopic where Muhammad Ali gets to fly to space with, with, uh, and then I can combine, then it's I Jeff can. Goldblum. No, 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 no. It's Muhammad Ali and Ian Malcolm. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so we can work in dinosaurs too? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, this is a whole, oh my gosh. Yeah. Not Jeff Goldblum, Ian Malcolm. Ian, uh, Ian Malcolm and Muhammad Ali. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that seems. That seems like a done deal. It's a buddy cop movie now. Oh, it is a buddy cop movie. This is absurd. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh huh. Doesn't make for good podcasting to just be quiet and imagine these visuals in my mind. But that's kind of what I just want to do right now. Yep. <laughs> All right. So Tim went on to ask Ali, you know, with how how he was sure. Again, he believes in UFOs, so he's not being a shitty guy. Right. He's like, are you sure it wasn't a helicopter or an airplane? Well, Elise I mean, said that... Oh, you were just going to say something? I was just saying he's doing his due diligence as a UFO reporter. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Ali said that the object acted like no conventional aircraft he was familiar with. Quote, first it would stand still and then move about, jumping from one portion of the sky to another. From time to time, it would speed away up to the far reaches of the heavens, and then, minutes later, it would come down toward us again. It did this numerous times during the two hours I watched it. And then, in closing, Muhammad Ali is going to take this one home for us, okay? All right, perfect. Quote, I always speak my mind. Since I found out that so many other people have had similar sightings, I've spent a lot of time in the last few years lecturing to college campuses around the country, and I find students are open-minded toward the existence of things like this. I hope others will listen in the future, as I'm convinced UFOs are of tremendous importance to the whole world. Muhammad Ali. So, Muhammad Ali... Saw aliens up to, well, saw UFOs, saw their spacecrafts at least. Yeah. At least 16 times. It's a good amount. So when we joked episodes previously, the Injured Cold episode, about him going to Lenulos and knocking out aliens. Did we do that? I don't know. He may have. Maybe, maybe that's where he is now. Did we make that joke? 
Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about it a lot. Huh, that's yeah, we fantastic. spent a whole episode talking about Injured Cold, and then once we did a research for that book... Yeah, then and then we found Muhammad Ali, and then we that, just talked about him knocking it, out aliens. Yes, absolutely. That sounds like something I we do. Yeah, of course, and then this is a refresher, or if anyone is just listening and doesn't need us to recap things they haven't listened to yet, you can go back and listen to the Injured Cold episode when you want to, or you can listen to me tell you now that we said, because Lanulos is a peaceful planet, Yeah. so we had said they only know peace, so they're not fighters. Right. And we decided Injured Cold was some kind of conqueror. So he took Ali back to this home world, and then he had Ali beat everyone's ass, and then Injured Cold took over Lanulos. We did that. That's from our mouths. We did that. <laughs> it sounds, yeah, yeah it sounds would, right. I just uh-huh. don't remember it that well. Yeah, I, that's okay. I yeah. mean, you know. I'll skip. It was I'll fun. Have to, I'll have to go back and listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, sure, go ahead. It sure, sounds like fun. Sure. I mean, Will Smith's in a lot of movies, and so is Jeff Goldblum. I mean, he could even turn into a fly at some point, too. We could get real crazy with this little mishmash of things happening. Yeah. Well, again, and it would be Ian Malcolm turning into a fly. Yeah, not Jeff Goldblum. Not Jeff Goldblum. It would be played by Jeff Goldblum. Correct. Playing Ian Malcolm. Yes. Playing the fly. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that was, I figured we needed to touch base with Muhammad Ali since we had had that little, um, no good. I like that little fictional romp earlier. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, Muhammad Ali aliens. Yeah. And yeah. Muhammad Ali ends. Mm, Interesting. Hmm. Just going to put that out there. No, you know, it doesn't even need any commentary. I'm just going to. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah. And plus it gave us a taste of the, uh, the Bible here. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't know anything about that. Uh-huh. I mean, you can have, man, sometimes people get a hold of this Bible and they make things. I mean, that sounds amazing anyways. Right. And I thought about doing it, but then I was like, ah, uh, like I could have dive, dove into, um, you know, what the scholars had to say about Ezekiel's wheel. Mm-hmm. I would just much rather prefer to listen to Muhammad Ali tell me it was a spaceship from aliens. Yep, that sounds more fun. Right, that sounds like a good thing to do. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. It was, yeah. but It's that was, still a good time. It's Man, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. But yeah, that's Muhammad Ali and uh, aliens, so that was fun to do, I thought. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to get a sweet movie out of it. Yes, yeah, sweet movie. Um, what would the title of this movie be? I mean, it's got Jeff Goldblum in it. It's got... Independence Day. Boxing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so we even got the America. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hmm. I mean, we could work in... No, I don't like that. Because it's Jeff Goldblum, so we got we got Ian Malcolm in here. It just can't be called Chaos Theory. That's too Jeff Goldblum-y. Yeah. No. It means something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Independence Day Part 2. I was thinking, um, that's good. I like that. Uh, knock out of this world. I don't know. That's, hmm. I know we're working on it. Spit- I need some work. We're yeah, spitballing. We're not done. Yeah, we're not done. This is yeah. this is the uh, the rough draft here. Um, good. I got nothing. Man, you know what? I don't know. If you have a cool idea for what this movie might or should be called you should contact us at weird and feared podcast at gmail.com hit us up on the facebook at weird and feared uh the instagram at weird and feared and by this point the um patreon should be live so you can get into that with all your goods if you want to support us buying all those books i mentioned in the earlier intro to this episode Mm. please do that be cool because you know what you want to read 
You know you want to read knife-wielding demons and murderous ghosts uncovering the truth about terrifying homicidal poltergeists. Right. Yes, that needs to happen. And if we get enough Patreons, we can use it to produce a movie. Hmm. Interesting. What would this movie be about? It'd be about uh, Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali. Interesting concept. I haven't heard this before. Go on. Oh, uh, and then he would be buddies with Ian Malcolm. Oh, my God. And they would fight aliens. Oh, my God. And save the world. I love it. Good. Done. Sissy, we need help. Yeah. Let's fund this project. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is is weird and feared. Oh, and... um, at this point, things are probably in full in full force. You're going on tour. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be on the road. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I've been trying to share those dates as I come across them for, for you, but uh, pay attention. To the yeah, dates. I saw them. Thank you. You're very welcome. And then uh, come out and see Blood Letter and talk to Zach about monsters and tell tell him what do you believe, and yep. if you have any ideas for things, other things we should discuss. Otherwise, you should just sleep tight tonight. I mean. It's nighttime. You might not be going. I don't know why I imagine you're about to go to bed. Maybe you're about to wake up. Enjoy your day. But as you're doing normal things during the day, just think about Muhammad Ali interacting with aliens. Yep. Make all your dreams come true. And, of course, you know what makes my dreams come uh, true? Mm, What's that? When everybody's staying spooky. Mm, Yeah. Stay spooky. Yes. Do it. Boom.